0: I know you'll be alright. Even when times get hard, and you feel like
1: you're in the dark, you will see just how beautiful life can be. When you
0: soften your heart, you can finally start to live your truth. Theist
2: Life. Welcome back to the Truthiest Life. It's your host, Lisa Haim, and I'm so excited that you're here for a really, I think, a fun episode to listen to. First of all, it's with my best friend. So you're going to get a little bit of a sillier version than me, maybe a little bit more candid, kind of get to see like, you know, my inside relationships that aren't necessarily broadcasted on Instagram or any social media platforms. And this is somebody who I have been wanting to bring on The Truthiest Life for a very long time because she lives her truthiest life day in and day out, even though it's not necessarily in line with how society says we should live. So, Earth Day is coming up. It's on Thursday next week. And one thing that I've been trying to do more of is really be transparent in how I share my journey to becoming more conscious and making sustainable changes in my life. Now, I say transparent because even though I definitely don't lie. I feel like over the last few years, I wasn't the most honest on my social media platforms with where I am in the journey. Oftentimes, (laughs) it's a little bit embarrassing, but I shared it in my newsletter. I will be sharing it in my newsletter this week, so I'll share it here too. But kind of thinking that I need to be this perfect example for my audience because it is such an important topic And so in doing so, that doesn't mean that I was being the most green and avoiding plastic at absolute all costs and I'm still not doing that but it did mean that I would try and move things out of my camera if I was you know not so proud of the choice like using a plastic water bottle or if I opened my fridge and there was lots of plastic in it just kind of feeling like that's not very wellnessy I should know better and also most importantly thinking I should be a positive example for my audience. I've really been thinking hard and long about that approach and I've decided that it's not helpful for anyone. It's not helpful for me. It's not helpful for you. And I want to be more transparent in my imperfections in the process and also take you along for the ride of sharing the amazing things that I do find. So I'm not trying to be a green expert. I'm not trying to pretend to be a green expert, but I am conscious of the ways that uh, so many of the things in the wellness world really aren't very well for our planet and as we're going to learn today for our health. That's what this episode is about because I think that so many people can't really grasp, self also included, environmental impact until it's real, until there's fires in your backyard or frequent hurricanes or weather disasters related to climate change. And even so, it's really hard to understand how our day-to-day decisions related to food, related to what we drive, related to all these different things actually cause that change especially when it's like well what am i going to do i have to drive i have to eat all these different questions it really can be very paralyzing when we're talking about huge environmental impact that certainly does matter but when it comes to our health i think there we can start to really think differently and it's not our future health, it's our current health. How many of you have experienced or have a family or friend that has gone through some sort of avoidable illness that is possibly unexplainable like cancer or infertility or some sort of a medical struggle, maybe not necessarily an illness. And there's so many things that could cause this. I'm not here to say that um, plastic in particular that we're going to talk about is the cause, but we do have to realize that there are chemicals touching the things that we eat, the clothing that we put on our body, the bedding that we go to sleep with. And so much of what we've created in the name of convenience, the convenience either being less expensive things or overnight delivery, whatever it is that has made it more convenient for us, a packaged food has actually hurt us. And even outside of the physical health aspects that I'm talking about, also the mental health aspects, we've lost connection to food and our planet. And I truly believe that reconnection to these things are critical for our mental health. They're critical for our happiness. Even though we think that happiness is going to come from all these big things in our life, finding a partner and a house and a, a job that we love, all these things. But I, I really learned and I truly believe that happiness comes in micro moments from the foods that we eat, sharing a meal with others, getting to be outdoors, um, doing activities just for joy. And I think all that kind of plays a better hand in it's not always so convenient. It's not always so productive. And I think this episode will be super eye-opening. What Abby and I didn't want to do is leave you in paralyzing fear where we scare you and then you don't know what to do and we also didn't want to say okay make some change in your life and be perfect about it because that's not how I live my life I believe in flexibility I believe in doing your best and I think that whatever you take away from this episode really pay attention to what you can do not what I do not what Abby does but what can you do that would not be a heavy lift in your life and see how that change works out in your life so anyway wanted to wish you. A happy Earth Day. This planet is amazing. It encompasses and holds us all. And it's been so good to us. And we need to be a little bit better to it, in my opinion. Anyway, I hope it encourages you to make some easy change in your life. And I hope it encourages you to have conversations with your loved ones and your family around you to really think before you grab something. And that doesn't mean that you can't grab it, but really think, do I need this? Is there another way to have it? Can I get it out of plastic? Well, yes, will will be a little bit more inconvenient, but can I bring that inconvenience into my life knowing that someone else might not be able to? I Again, that's for you to really work through, not for me to tell you what to do. This is your journey, and I'm so excited to jump into this episode. I appreciate you all so much, and I'll see you back here next week. Welcome back to The Truthiest Life. It's your host, Lisa Haim, and this week's guest, I know I say every week that I have a special guest, but this week's guest is extra special because it is my very best friend, Abby K. Cannon. Welcome, Abby.
1: I am so happy to be here. I couldn't be more excited. I literally could not be more excited.
2: I've been wanting to get Abby on the podcast for a while. And the reason she's on today is because Earth Day is coming up next Thursday. Uh, What's the date of that again, Abby? April 22nd. April 22nd. So your feeds are about to get inundated for Mm -hmm. everything that you should be doing to save the planet. There's going to be a lot of fear mongering around all the things that you really like to do, probably. And first of all, we want to beat the fatigue. And most importantly, we want to really talk about a different angle that we think is missed in this conversation, which has to do with how many of our favorite convenient things are impacting our health for lack of a better word, imminently. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That being said, you know, Abby and I live very different lives. Abby lives a much more low waste life than I do. And yet we both agree that the best way to motivate people to make change that they can keep is to provide education Mm -hmm. and keep the fear out of it. And also provide solutions, which you're going to do for us today, right? right? And also just,
1: there is going to be fear, but to manage it, in a way that's manageable.
2: (laughs) That's fair. I mean, I guess what I mean is we're not going to come here today and just put you into a state of paralyzing fear with nothing to do about it so that you give up on everything. You know, I really... (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. That's that's what happens, though. You know, it's like... exactly what we want to do. It's just like it becomes really overwhelming to make these big changes, especially if you're on a budget, especially mm-hmm. if you have a big family or even not any of those things. Like it just can be hard as an individual as a person, yes. as a person. It's their hard stuff to make, especially when we, we grew up with so many of these things that made our life more. Comfortable, But the mm-hmm. question today we're going to look at is at what cost did they make things more comfortable? So before we jump in, little fun fact about Abby, or it's fun for me. I don't know if she's <laughs> going to find this Uh-oh. fun or funny. <laughs> so she's my age. We're the same age. We're actually born a day apart in the same hospital, didn't meet each other until we were 27 or so. Yes. And my favorite fact, although that's probably my favorite fact, but my favorite sub fact about Abby <laughs> is Uh-oh. that she chose and chooses to live at home with her parents. So by choice, it's Abby, her husband, Rob, baby, Rory, grandmother, mom, and dad all under one roof. That is correct. People are probably like, okay, I could do it with my parents, but I couldn't do it with my in-laws. So the award goes to Rob. (laughs) Yes, it is a full house. But as you always say, it's full of life. It's full of life. But what I find so interesting about it. So Abby is sorry, I just gave you a little intro here. Abby's okay. a lawyer turned dietitian. Her husband's also a lawyer. And this is not because they can't afford to buy a house necessarily. <laughs> Thanks, Lisa. Yes. Well, I do remember a few months ago, Abby and I lived nearby to each other and she was looking at a house and I was really excited because I wanted her to, you know, do the quote unquote normal thing and move out of her parent's house and, you know, do what I expect of others to do, I should say. My own expectations of social norms. And you decided not to because? Well, primarily, you know, the housing market
1: is crazy right now. So I was like, all right, let we move around the corner. We buy this house around the corner and then I need someone to watch the baby and I have to pack up all my stuff and go around the corner and bring the baby over to my mom to have her watch him. And, you know, especially during this quarantine period, you know, getting help is even more challenging. And I'm so fortunate that my parents can help. And I'm like, why would I have another a whole other house that I have to support another dishwasher, another refrigerator? all these other things, paying for heat and electricity and AC and all of that when I'm perfectly fine living
2: at home. Well, when you put it like that, I feel like we start to run the numbers on like the cost for heat, the cost for a second dishwasher. But really what you said to me was the use of energy. Why are we using two dishwashers when we can live one? And even though that's...
1: Right, It it wasn't about the cost. It was that like, why am I using all of these resources to have this separate house when in reality everything is easier support wise to have, you know, the support of my parents as I raise my child and then energy usage wise, it's just a more efficient way to live.
2: So that just blew my mind because I don't think there's no, I'm in a really interesting way. It was like, yes, that makes actually so much sense for you as an individual. And yet, you know, most people aren't willing to sacrifice their for lack of a better word autonomy. I don't think it's the best word you hear, but You know what I mean? And yet that is the most important thing for you. So listener, you don't, that doesn't need to be the most important thing for you. But what I appreciate about you, Abby, even though we are best friends, we are very different. (laughs) I don't expect you to be the same, but right. I respect you because you have your set of values and you live by them, even when the choice is not what society expects. And expanding that conversation, there's plenty of societies that do live with their parents and that's accepted because right. of the support that it comes with and how much that actually makes more sense than what we do. I mean, right. and I think it, it hit me most
1: right after I had Rory. I remember, Turning to my mom and saying, "How could I ever leave?" <laughs> you know, I spent most of my days those first few months on mm-hmm. her bed. Right. You know, either crying or totally exhausted, sleeping. You know, like, oh my god, totally overwhelmed. And fortunately, I have really amazing parents. I have a great relationship with them, so it just works. And then on top of it, we realized how much more efficient it is, and how much more in line it is with my lifestyle and my goals for my lifestyle. So it just, it works.
2: It works. It would not work for me. (laughs) You could not pay me to live with either of my parents. (laughs) Although Evan, no, we tried living with his parents. That didn't work either. But yes, you know, for most people listening, it might be like, well, I have a strained relationship with my parent. Totally. I think most people have that.
1: (laughs) And there are days when I just want to run, but those are really few and far between, and and overall, we're able to live so much more in alignment with all of our values by sharing, you know, the space together.
2: It's really beautiful. And now you're investing in your house and reconfiguring it to really fit your needs, which is so cool of your parents and yes. everyone to be shifting with your growing family. Yeah,
1: we're all shifting, but I, again, it made more sense to kind of invest in this communal living than live separately. It's so nice. It forces me to be much more flexible, I think, which is another really important takeaway with any of our values that we have to be flexible, mm,
2: really well said,
1: To have friends and to have people like us.
2: Yeah, I think that's such a good point. Because even though you do live a very low waste, very close to zero waste lifestyle, at least the way I foresee it, you are flexible and I think you've learned to be even more flexible, even though it kind of hurts you sometimes Mm -hmm. as your life has changed, as you brought a baby into this world and all the different things, the pandemic happened. I mean, I think that if you, you know, very closely were tied to that identity of zero waste Abby, Mm -hmm. you would have really struggled through the pandemic when things weren't as accessible. You know, I know that you previously used to get your nuts and seeds in bulk and the whole bulk sections got, taken away in supermarkets because of, I don't know, possible contamination, I suppose. That's exactly right. A lot of times the situations that we
1: find ourselves in force us to be either super rigid and then it becomes debilitating or we learn to be flexible.
2: And you've opened my eyes so much to how plastic is everywhere. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I
2: was totally unsensitive to that for a long time. And perhaps it's just time, but I think you've had a really positive influence in my life, but so much so to the point where I really struggle to buy things that I previously called healthy, Mm -hmm. healthy when Mm -hmm. it comes in plastic. Like it literally feels and we talked about what to call this episode, but it literally feels like the vibe of the food, the vibration Mm -hmm. of the food, especially if it's a living food is being lowered once Mm -hmm. it's placed into this plastic container. So we decided to plan this episode around five sneaky ways that plastic is killing your vibe that you might not have thought about. So at every stage of the life cycle, plastic poses a risk to human health and Abby's Mm going to break down the five ways it does so. And then most importantly, provide us with tips to give up or lessen our plastic use without really trying. How fun is that? Just as
1: Lisa said, the most sensational you know, pictures and news stories about plastic really surround seeing fish that are contaminated with plastic or filled with plastic. And that is, you know, so horrible and an amazing reason to get you rallying behind reducing your plastic use in general. But there's so much more to it than how it harms wildlife and impacts our oceans. Like Lisa said, every stage of the production of plastic is damaging to human health. A lot of it, we don't even know the full effects, the full negative effects, but you know, the research doesn't look great. First, we have the production of plastic. So we have to extract oil and gas and use fossil fuels to create plastic. And that process in and of itself releases toxic chemicals into our environment. So that is in our air that, you know, contaminates our water. And those chemicals have been linked to cancer, neurotoxicity, reproductive problems, immune issues. And,
2: you know, that's just in the air that we breathe. That's the thing. It's like, sometimes we don't take it to that next step of thought, Mm -hmm. where it's like, okay, well, creating plastic leaches chemicals into the environment. Okay, a lot of people are like, can't really understand how precious and delicate the earth is, mm-hmm. but okay, that's fine. But then you're going to breathe that in. Right. And now we're talking about it on a level that's a lot easier for the human mind to grasp, especially when we're talking about things that we're seeing in our families and our friends and our communities, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. cancer, reproductive issues, it's a huge one, especially it's mm-hmm. part of your story. Yep. All these avoidable illnesses, if you right. will.
1: Again, it can make it seem really overwhelming. But at the same time, I think a lot of the conversations about climate change are centered around preserving our resources and our planet for The future for the our children for future generations to make sure that they have enough but we're actually feeling the effects the health the negative health effects of plastic of the production of plastic right now it's not only about protecting the earth for the future which is extremely important but again it's happening right now and it's it's affecting us right now
2: okay so the first way that plastic poses a risk is production Correct. The second thing to note is
1: there's a lack of transparency about what's in plastics. When you get your snack and you look on the back of it, it doesn't say, you know, these are all the chemicals that are in your plastic packaging, right? We know the ingredients, but we don't know what's in it, and that makes it challenging for us to study the effects of plastics. Uh, that makes it challenging for us to know really what's in it and and whether or not those things pose a threat. There are thousands of chemicals and plastics, Mm. and a fraction of them have been tested for safety.
2: Wow. So even if you're getting something that's BPA free, that's like, I don't even know what that even means exactly. But I know I'm, you know, excited if it's BPA free, Yes, as you should be, there could be tons of other chemicals within that just have not been studied. Therefore, companies aren't making the effort to take them out. Exactly. And
1: I don't even think that, you know, your snack brand, you know, comes wrapped in plastic, I don't even think if they wanted to, they could find out, you know, everything that's in it. There's just this lack of transparency. And I I think brands are trying to do the best that they can,
2: but... Brands are going to do as good as they can to meet their consumer where they're at. Mm -hmm. Therefore, Mm -hmm. it's on the consumer to say, oh, I don't eat things in plastic, in theory, in order for a brand to say, okay, well, we change to this compostable material. I don't know, making something up. I'm sure it's way harder. I know it's way harder than just simply doing that especially when it comes to cost and Mm -hmm. then cost of you buying the good, Um, not trying to oversimplify this conversation by any means. But I think that oftentimes we say, okay, the food industry is the problem. The, the brand that makes this is the problem. Well, it's like the problem is if we keep buying it and not telling them that that's not okay. So that I find that really empowering as a consumer sadly, not as empowering as seeing change immediately. It's one of those things where we're kind of in this for the long haul. Exactly. And again, it is,
1: you know, these things are affecting us right now. Another challenge to all the research is we're exposed to so many different things all day long from so many different sources. So it's hard to narrow down to like, okay, this is the one evil, right? That we yeah. need to avoid There's There's just so much, but classic is a, is a big evil. <laughs> it's really taking over our lives, whether or not we see it. So the third way that plastic is really killing your butt is in consumer packaging and products. So, you know, as a fun activity, you can open up your pantry or your refrigerator and just look at how much plastic there is, you probably never even recognized it or noticed it. If this topic is new to you, but it's everywhere. You know, it's it's the stickers, it's the plastic Ugh. wrap,
2: even around the glass. Can I just have a moment to just say how much I hate stickers on fruit? Can we just not? I know. And then what glue is being on there that I'm now going to ingest? Like I know. it's just there has to be a better way. It's ridiculous. I know.
1: There are lots of problems with. Consumer packaging. But one of them is that the chemicals in plastic, again, there are thousands of them, they are active compounds. So they jump off the plastic and into our food or into our beverages. So mm. it, it's called leaching. And then we ingest those chemicals when we eat the food or drink the drink. And that You know, one off, you know, 50 years ago, and maybe one of your meals a week came in plastic, it's not a big deal. But again, look at your refrigerator, look at how much food is touching plastic. And if it's acidic, if it's high in fat, if it's heated, all of those things increase the leaching. And again, we don't know everything about all these chemicals. What we do know of some of them is that they're very harmful to health.
2: And, you know, as somebody who, again, doesn't live a low waste lifestyle, Mm -hmm. but has becoming more conscious, it's kind of funny because I love to go get an iced coffee Mm -hmm. and I don't even have the size, reusable size to bring my own that I get at the coffee store. So I get my coffee in this huge plastic. I bring my Mm -hmm. own straw, which is like, huh, good for you, Lisa, at this point. Meanwhile, the whole thing's in plastic. I'm just kind of laughing at myself. I do notice it, but I haven't made the change yet. I think Mm -hmm. I'm going to work on that, the efforts of this conversation, but when When it comes to things that I think of as really health promoting, it kind of cracks me up to see them in plastic. Like my coffee is, you know, my enjoyable drink throughout the day. But when I see bottled juice in the plastic that sits there for a week or Mm -hmm. actually a lot longer. I mean, the entire drink section of whole foods or Abby and I go to a store called rising tides. That's small. It's kind of hilarious to me that we call these things, health food drinks when they're sitting in plastic. And I know it's the option to get us the better nutrition, but like, is it? (laughs) right?
1: That's a really great question. And we don't have life cycle analyses, right. Of Mm -hmm. the, quote unquote, health cost to having your green juice in a plastic bottle versus just skipping the green
2: juice altogether. And how narrow are we when we talk about health and teach about health that we're promoting people to mm-hmm. go get a green juice in the plastic because the green juice, you know, will just save you right. I'm being right. facetious if right. you can't pick that up on my voice. Hopefully you can. But it's just like, you know, my whole thing with how I work with people is like health is so much more than what you eat and you drink. And right. your whole cool thing is that too, even though we come from it at different angles. And do you really enjoy drinking out of plastic? See, that's the thing. I do not. It lowers my vibe. That's what I'm saying. That is how it really kills your vibe, like that, is not. It kills the vibe. Where I'm just like, you're. You don't even look good to me sitting in plastic. Like no, you don't. Do look you good even feel good. I mean, like, take a step mm.
1: back and think. Mm. How lovely is it when you're at a restaurant when we could go to restaurants, mm. and you get served, you know, a beautiful juice with ice in a lovely glass? That's lovely. That's a lovely experience, and we're being robbed of that by a message of your too busy to cook, you're too mm. busy to do anything, you're too busy to care. I'm snapping my fingers. You, like you're too busy to do anything and you just need to drink this green juice in plastic, because that's what's going to help you, and that to me, out of everything, is the most damaging message. I think it's rampant among you know this wellness space is mm-hmm. you are too busy, you are too important to be inconvenienced in any capacity, and that robs us of so many amazing experiences.
2: I could not agree more, and it's robbed us on, uh, from everything that we're trying to get back to, which is fostering our health in the context of this conversation but being connected to our food, you know, again, Abby and I have different angles, but I know for me at home, when I, I have paper plates at home, but when I put it on my ceramic plate, even though it's going to go in the dishwasher and give me extra work, like my nervous system knows that we're going to sit down and have a proper meal. And when I take a little bit of extra time, even though I don't have it to put ice cubes in my glass and make my own juice, the experience is actually amplified. My enjoyment is amplified. The whole experience is actually allows me to digest the food better. Right. And everything all in all. And it, that's your thing. Like, that's the thing. We've been sold on this message that we're too busy. Convenience is a positive. And right. I think it's the time, you know, you and I have been, have been talking about this forever to really start getting the message out that convenience kills. It kills everything. <laughs> and to bring it
1: back to us as individuals, as, as consumers, it really robs us of, of enjoyment. And I also think, you know, everyone's talking about hacking and, you know, like biohacking, like you have to hack your mornings and make everything more efficient. And, you know, I love the science behind hacking. I think it's great to be more efficient, but I also think, and this, you know, came out particularly as I'm a new mom and and facing the challenges of being a mom, but it makes it seem like if we're struggling, then we're doing something wrong, right? Because like you didn't, you haven't hacked this. You haven't figured this out. Mm. Like this shouldn't be hard. Everything's supposed to be easy. And it's not easy. It's not, or it's not always easy to make the healthiest choice for you and your family. And that's just it. That's just like the way it is.
2: On Outweigh, the other podcast that I co-host with Amy, I had a guest on and he said something that has really stained my brain. And he said, life is not a problem to be solved, but we mm-hmm. treat it like it is. Mm-hmm. And I think that's true. When we think that like we're having slow mornings or our brains aren't functioning at their highest capacity or we're not making the best choices for our family, we have to think, how can I fix this? How can I fix this? How can I fix this? Yep. I grew up in a household where it was very solution oriented, you know? Mm-hmm. my dad's a businessman he is mm-hmm. fantastic at finding solutions again always put in a positive light And then I know this conversation is pivoting a little bit, but it's like when I talk to Evan and I express my, to my husband, something that's wrong with me and he provides a solution almost, I'm like, I don't want a solution. I just wanted to say it. And that is giving myself permission to have a problem and not need Mm -hmm. the solution. And I think that can carry on into, I said to you right before we got on this call, mornings are hard for me. And you didn't say, well, here's what you can do to kickstart your morning. You were like, mornings are hard for everyone. And I was like, Yeah. You know, thank you. That gave yeah. me space. Like yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't have to I didn't have to rush into making the next Monday so different totally. because I'm just a human. That's so
1: funny because something my dad told me when I was young and waking up for school. I was like, oh, I just don't want to wake up." And he went, "Why would you want to wake up? Sleeping is the most peaceful state."
2: Aw. I love Abby's like, dad.
1: That's so true and just that permission right that permission for things to be hard for things to be challenging and instead of there's something wrong with you for finding that hard or finding it challenging like Mm. it's okay it's supposed to be
2: what a mind expander love that
0: this is it your moment this is your time to make your comeback with purdue global when you come back with a purdue global degree you create opportunity for yourself your family and your future
1: It's got standard third-row seating and available dual-wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: Getting back to our amazing list, we've got production, lack of transparency, what's in the plastics, consumer packaging and products, things like the chemicals that are leaching into our food, and then what's our fourth Waste management. So recycling and garbage.
1: Recycling is just a nice thought. This one is a is a knife to my heart. I want to believe in recycling and that's just naive at this point. Studies came out in twenty nineteen that only nine percent of the plastic that's been created has actually been recycled.
2: Okay. Nine isn't terrible. <laughs>
1: That means 91% of the plastics made are in our environment. They're either sitting in landfill, they're in our oceans, they're you know washing up on beaches, they're in animals. It's just not getting recycled. We can't keep up with how much plastic is being produced. China stopped accepting our recycling. Now, this really does vary between cities and counties, and everyone has a different, you know, what they accept, how they accept it. So these general statistics are are, are general, it might be that your town does a fabulous job with recycling, which is great, but uh, it's a disaster. (laughs) And it takes 400 years plus for plastic to degrade. So even if it's in the landfill, you know, it's taking a really long time to degrade, we're using it faster than it has time. And Plastic doesn't even really break down. It just breaks into smaller and smaller pieces of plastic.
2: Would you then suggest that somebody should not recycle because we recycle here?
1: You should recycle because at least 9% is getting recycled. The first goal is to reduce, right? Mm -hmm. So to reduce how much you're relying on recycling and to know that recycling isn't the answer and it's not working.
2: All right. I love that. And I I will also say as somebody who sadly, but proudly recycles, Mm -hmm. um, it actually does something to your psyche to pause and say, where does this go? Mm -hmm. And to look at how much waste you have versus recycling materials for us, you know, we've got two big trash cans and then one little recycling. But interestingly enough, we have really started to reduce our trash. I've noticed by way of the little changes that we've made. So that's pretty exciting. It's really exciting.
1: And all of this, we'll talk about this more, but all of it feeds off of each other to make you feel better, to raise your vibe in so many different facets, which is, which is why I think this lifestyle is really exciting and fun,
2: although overwhelming. Can be overwhelming. All right. What's number five? So number five are,
1: I just want to, you know, take out microplastics. So plastic doesn't actually degrade it. It just breaks down into smaller and smaller pieces. And those super tiny pieces are everywhere. They've been found in water bottles, they've been found in the human body and human tissues they are in marine life. So, you know, little plankton are eating these little microplastics, and then it's accumulating or bioaccumulating up the food chain. So the bigger fish eat the smaller fish that have microplastics. And then the even bigger fish eat those bigger fish. So the bigger the fish, the more microplastics. The problem A is that you have this foreign object, right? These microplastics in our bodies that we don't even know the Effects of them completely. But again, plastic is made up of thousands of chemicals. So those chemicals are in you now. And we can inhale microplastics and we can also absorb them through our clothing. This is one of my recent revelations nylon spandex. Polyester? Yes, polyester. Thank you. That's plastic. So if if you're wearing polyester clothes all day long, (laughs) Lululemon leggings, You are literally, you can absorb the microplastics that are shedding from that clothing into your body. And every time Mm -hmm. you wash the clothing, you're releasing microplastics into the environment.
2: So, since my baby's on the way, I have really started to think about these things from bedding to Mm -hmm. onesies to swaddles and Mm -hmm. so forth. And a lot of people have been like, oh, you know, get this on Amazon. Mm -hmm. And don't get me wrong, I am an Amazon shopper. I'm not going to pretend like I'm holier than Amazon. I love a good one click and it's at my door the next day. But when it comes to buying things for my baby, um, when it comes to, I recently talked about underwear on my Instagram and Mm -hmm. tons of people sent me Amazon links. Although I hate buying expensive underwear, I know that getting a pack of five for $20 or less from Amazon has those microplastics and when it comes to something literally touching my most sacred of parts or my baby's body, newborn body and health, I feel the low vibe. I'd rather spend a little bit extra, maybe have less pairs Mm -hmm. and feel really good about the integrity of the product on my skin as well as more directly supporting a business that prioritized that, which is going to most likely be a small business, an individual, lots of female founded businesses that are thinking about this stuff. And I mentioned this earlier, but it, it it's worth repeating. We're being bombarded with so many
1: different toxins in our everyday lives that it's accumulating. So think of the clothes that you wear every day. I bet if you looked at their tags, you'll be surprised to see that a lot of it's made out of polyester, nylon, spandex, and you're wearing it all day long and all night.
2: And you never knew that those words equate to plastics or microplastics or that a fabric that touches your skin can be absorbed and go into your body. Things like bedding or I just changed my entire bedding to bowl and branch, which um, is super, it's got certified and, you know, you can just kind of like trust those things. So it's cool to see companies recognizing that there is demand and also educating us while providing the solution. Exactly. And that's actually a great segue The things that we do know, like BPA,
1: phthalates, obesogens, these are all chemicals that have been found in plastics that negatively impact our health. So these can lead to heart disease, obesity, diabetes, impaired immune systems, impairment of the reproductive systems, and our children are the most vulnerable right? They're small, their immune systems aren't built up, they're still developing at such rapid paces. So I think a lot of this movement, we're seeing, you know, positive steps with regards to things for for babies and children, and then you know take it one step further for pregnant women, because we want to protect the the most vulnerable, right. And it really it is affecting our health right now. This isn't about future generations being able to have food, which is very important. And at the rate we're going unlikely. (laughs) but it's really affecting us right now. Maybe you're having trouble losing a bit of weight that you would feel more comfortable doing because you literally have foreign chemicals in your body that are telling your body to store extra fat, right? So- It's happening
2: right now. Moving into the tips. What change can we make that feels easy and that we are excited to do?
1: That's the key. It has to be fun. It has to be exciting. And it's not a burden.
2: Make it sexy, Abby. Make it sexy. Yeah, we're going to make it real. I'm going to (laughs) try. That's that's the goal, right? Abby and I are not sexy. We don't identify as sexy. So we're just being funny. But let's make it
1: sexy. We're really, you know, if anyone's going to do it, it's going to be me. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So... We want to always focus on really quick swaps that don't negatively impact your life at all. So I love to start with a toothbrush. If you have a plastic toothbrush, swap it for a bamboo one. Do you really think about your toothbrush? Do you really love your toothbrush that much? There are bamboo electric toothbrushes now. Really? Uh, Yes. If you have an electric toothbrush, there are recycling programs for the head. You know, to
2: me, that's a really low lift
1: to just, you know, buy a different toothbrush.
2: No, I have a question about that. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to oral health, is there, can, oh, actually I could answer this myself because bamboo mm-hmm. is naturally antibacterial. So I was going to say, is there any negative to the bacterias that live on it, but perhaps not. I know that bamboo has some natural antibacterial properties. I just switched to a bamboo cutting board that I'm obsessed with. Okay. It does have some plastic drawers. There's a bamboo version. It's not available. I'm looking for it, okay. but it's naturally antibacterial, which is fantastic because typically the wood cutting boards are difficult to clean. They mm. can you know, create some issues with food pathogens and so forth.
1: Right. I've never had an experience where someone thought that their bamboo toothbrush was unsanitary
2: right well just something when it comes to all swaps it's just a question that I think some people might struggle with again that to me
1: seems like a low lift but you have to identify for yourself what is a good low lift for you
2: I love that. Thanks for specifying. I also love bite toothpaste bits. I can't get behind you on this one. Oh my gosh. You've, have you tried the bite toothpaste? Yes, yeah, I did. I'm sorry. Sorry to, to really whistleblow on this one. So it's a tablet and you put it in your mouth for toothpaste and then you chew it and it turns into toothpaste. That one? Yeah. yeah. Mm, no.
1: They did change their formula recently. I wonder if you would like it better now. Okay. Willing to try. I find it super minty. I literally could not get Rory to brush his teeth Mm. (laughs) for a really long time.
2: That's the thing. Maybe if someone started me at one, I might feel differently. But the whole chewing on it. FYI, you
1: can't you cannot give the bite to a baby,
2: right? Because they'll choke on it. But I
1: bite it first and give it to him (laughs) uh, like a little mama bird. And he takes to it. Okay. I think you bring up a really good point. So, okay, after you tried bite, then what do you do? You didn't like it and you went back.
2: I went back to, I believe I'm using Dr. Bronner's right now. Okay. So this
1: ties really well into what we were talking about with like ease and convenience, because you'll try a new product and you'll be like, well, that didn't work. So I'm giving up as opposed to, oh, maybe I didn't like the flavor of that. Or maybe I should try a different brand or something else. There is this like, okay, well then the non-toxic products don't work. Right. That's true.
2: I think it for me, it was the idea that, like, it's not toothpaste. You're, you know, I'm used to a very different Experience. experience when it comes to brushing my teeth. So,
1: absolutely. And it's okay to try something and have it not work. But what we don't want is to try something that's, quote unquote, eco-friendly, sustainable, non-toxic. It doesn't work. And then, A, we don't want to blame ourselves. Oh, why did you try that? You're such an idiot. Of course, it didn't work. We don't want those negative thoughts. Mm. And B, we don't want it to be like, okay, well, then all non-toxic, eco-friendly, sustainable products suck. And I think we can very easily think the latter. And then it makes us feel more comfortable (laughs) with relying on more convenient Mm -hmm. things that are wrapped in plastic because you're like, well, I tried.
2: That's true. For sure. It definitely makes me feel like I I gave it a go and it didn't work out. So that's where I got to cut my
1: losses. And that's okay, too. Mm -hmm. But there might be another option that works. We have to find it. And that's where it takes a little bit of work. So toothbrushes,
2: what else can we do?
1: No plastic silverware. Who enjoys eating off of plastic silverware? Mm. I find
2: plastic forks to be the most frustrating invention. They ruin my life. And sometimes, at least, I'm really aggressive with my fork. And then one of it's... It bends, it breaks, it's in my food now. It's a miserable experience, for sure. It really is. So So what can we use instead? So bamboo silverware is
1: great. You can buy the Abby's Food Court one if you would so choose. Uh, you can throw it in your purse. You can bring it with you. You can also just take. A fork from your kitchen that you have mm-hmm. or an extra set leave it in your desk at work if you go to work or if you go to an office I should say or you know have have a set in your office whatever you need to do to just avoid plastic cutlery because it's a horrible experience to eat it it's used for such a short period of time and then you're just throwing it away it's not recyclable
2: and taking that a step further I know you don't do a lot of takeout because you do some takeout but you know you're super conscious about it when we order takeout sometimes there's an option to say no silverware, Mm -hmm. but it's probably worth voicing if you're ordering on the phone or in your little DoorDash order, whatever Mm -hmm. you use, you know, no silverware needed. So it's, you're not just getting it unnecessarily as well. It takes a while to get in, in the habit
1: of saying Mm. those things and to always remember. And it's, it can be really frustrating when you have these great intentions and then you forget. So other quick swaps that I can give you, you know, just as examples, plastic bags, use reusable bags. You probably have a zillion tote bags at home, bring those with you that's great swap out your plastic water bottle for a reusable water bottle especially now that we are working from home more you don't need to be getting water bottles delivered <laughs> You don't know if it was in a refrigerated truck. It was probably in a truck that got hot. When plastic is hot, it leaches more chemicals. So you're drinking water with a lot of
2: chemicals. That one is such a scary one and such a hard one because the goal is drink more water. Oftentimes you're out and you need to grab a plastic water bottle or it feels like you need to grab a plastic water bottle. And as you know, in our home, I have to admit, I have given up the plastic water bottles and my husband was very attached to them. But we recently introduced him to glass. Glass. I know it's still not from our faucet. I drink from our faucet, but you know, he's on the go a lot more than I am and he loves it. That's great. His vibe is raised. Mountain Valley, it's really expensive, but it's amazing. And fortunately, he doesn't drink that much water, so it's okay. okay. <laughs> You'll have to move in with us. I'll have to move in You'll with you guys. You'll move in with us. He loves the experience. There
1: are so many things like that that you will notice your experience being elevated because you're making these swaps. And then, again, because every stage of the life cycle, plastic. Harms our health, you're not buying into that, which is great. I I love to start with quick swaps. Those are some examples for you. But I want to also talk about cutting your own vegetables. I know that this is not going to make me very popular, but you don't need someone else to be cutting all your vegetables all the time. I'm much more sympathetic to this. Now that I have a baby, I remember telling you, Lisa, like it, my life would be so much easier if I could just buy greens in a plastic bag.
2: Mm-hmm. And I was like, just buy the greens in a plastic
1: bag. Abby. <laughs> As a mom, it's ex- totally exhausting. And at the end of the day, when I just want to make a meal with greens, and then I have to like wash the greens and chop them and the baby is screaming like all these steps to making healthy meals are a lot more difficult than I ever could have imagined having a child. That being said, I think we rely on the convenience of it too often Mm. without good reason. So Mm. if you have a really good reason for needing to have pre-cut vegetables, like you are trying to cook for your family and you have a baby there, I get it. If you're lazy, I don't get it that's where we have to draw the line. Like, are you being lazy or do you really need this as something convenient? And that can be a really hard thing to face, but I think we need to call ourselves out when we're just being lazy.
2: And I'll also say as somebody who's kind of in the middle of that, sometimes look at the pre-cut. I try to buy the whole, when I do buy the whole and it's out of plastic and it even has some dirt on it from the ground, which is totally normal. Yes. There's so much more, even though we call it a burden because we've been told, oh, this is so mm-hmm. annoying to do when we take it home and we wash it and then we slice it there and we prepare it to either, like let's take celery, for example, to use in my juice the next day or to, you know, have with peanut butter or cream cheese or or whatever it is, like, I'm actually so much more connected to that food. And then my main point is it actually lasts longer. Whereas when I buy things pre cut up, it doesn't taste as good because it's been sitting there in the plastic for who knows how long. And it goes bad, it gets slimy oftentimes before I even get to use it. Totally. Totally. And the more your hands touch the food that you eat, the more likely you're
1: going to remember it's there, right? Good point. Good point. And it is all about the experience. Now, do you remember the word senescence when you were studying to become a dietitian? I, I like they talk can't. about it all the time. Senescence? When you chop vegetables, you're exposing more of the vegetable to air, which means you're going to lose more nutrients. Mm. So the more chopped the vegetable is and the longer it's sitting out, the less nutritious it is. So not only are you, you know, you're getting something that's chopped that now has greater surface area that's sitting in something plastic that the chemicals and plastic can leach into that food. You're also losing the nutritional value of that food. Mm-hmm. Now, eating vegetables is always more important than not eating vegetables.
2: Okay.
1: So that being said, this isn't to say like, okay, if your options are not eat vegetables or eat vegetables that are pre-cut, eat vegetables that are pre-cut, but if we're talking about nutrition, if we're talking about health, then the most nutritious way to eat and prepare your food is to cut it, you know, close to the time that you're going to be preparing it, and not have it sitting in plastic.
2: And there has never been a time that that whole, You probably don't know this because you haven't bought it in so long, but like things that are really, I have to say, a little bit not annoying to cut, but actually hard to cut such as melon and Mm -hmm. things with hard outer rinds where it is easier to get it either pre sliced like so when melons come with melon pineapple watermelon all in one i went to my sister-in-law's house the other day she had three containers of it not one of them tasted even safe to eat and they were all brand new but when you put those things together it's just a bad idea (laughs) versus when you actually have it fresh oh my gosh chef's kiss i know especially as the Weather gets warmer.
1: And I think people don't even know how delicious food's supposed to be. Mm, That's for sure. Uh, We had carrots from a farmer's market versus carrots from the supermarket. And the taste is just, you know, ridiculously different.
2: Right. It's fresher. It's made with love. It's organic. And it, it just tastes so much better. It naturally slows you down too, which, you know, exactly. in our last week's episode was actually with wen So this is a perfect follow-up to that. But she was like, <laughs> she was, for lack of a better word, kind of, you know, gushing over uh, radishes. And when you taste a fresh radish from a farm that was probably picked about a week ago or less, like that is such a different experience. You taste the difference. You taste the
1: difference. That is a great segue. Look for CSAs, look for farmer's markets and try to support, you know, your local economy and regenerative agriculture in that way. Uh, there's a lot less plastic and packaging involved when you do shop that way. and again, it's it's more nutritious. Those kind of go together. But the next thing is buy less. Just in general, embrace buying less and the freedom that comes with it. Just like you said with the underwear. you know, yes, maybe this will cost you a little bit more, but you need so much less than we're being told that we need and there's never going to be enough. You're never going to not want something. There's always going to be a new shiny object for you to want. And if you accept that you're just going to start buying less, buying more intentionally, it's actually freeing because you don't feel this constant need to fill yourself up with stuff. And most of that stuff is either plastic itself made with plastic in it or wrapped in plastic. And Mm. shipped in plastic.
2: True.
1: One of the best things you can do is just to buy less. Got it. And we can wrap it up with the worst toxin of all, which is stress. So if any of this makes you so stressed out that you want to shut down and do nothing, we have to deal with that first. The goal is to make changes that are sustainable, that work for you, that raise your vibe. It's okay to feel feel overwhelmed, to feel scared. It's scary. It's scary for our health. It's scary for our children. It's scary for our future. But the most exciting thing is that you as a consumer have so much power to make positive choices, to limit your exposure, and to not buy into the whole plastic enterprise. And you can start doing it right this second.
2: Thank you for saying that because I think that a lot of times on Instagram we see people who live low-waste lives and it looks not only effortless, but their entire life doesn't look Anything like ours, you know, they're barefoot, right. running in fields. They've got blonde hair, living in Hawaii, eating acai bowls straight yep. from a coconut. You know, that it feels like. Well, that's not my life. I got to get to soccer practice, and I got to do this, and I've got to right. be at work at 8 a.m. and I take the subway. Like whatever it is, that everybody feels really out of touch. Oftentimes, who sends that message? and It's not that they're out of touch, but there has to be a relatability factor. Right. And saying yes, it this is stressful. It is overwhelming, but but it's important. Don't give up. Notice the places that you feel fatigued. Notice when, you know, you want to just write something off and just say, I tried and try a little bit harder or try something new, I think is really empowering. Reach out to people who you trust
1: and you like. The way that they're expressing their message, as again, I keep bringing up, but as a new mom, I'm I'm really understanding like, so much more of this than I ever thought, and even my own Instagram account, like I, I can't keep up with it, and I wish I could show more of how these practices come into my everyday life, but. I'm too busy living my everyday life to be able to document it. It's just like right now with everything happening. And I think sometimes what we see is when it's really working for someone and it's working so seamlessly that they're able to share. And the goal is for people to make it look effortless, which I get, Mm. but you have to put in some effort before things become effortless.
2: For sure. And
1: there's so much to learn with it. And there's so much to learn. And the best thing you've said to me recently was I reserve the right to change my mind. Mm -hmm. So if something works for you, and then you find out that actually that's not sustainable, you can change your mind, you can change your
2: practices. This is life. Thank you so much, Abby. So Abby's main job, even though she's a sustainability and low waste expert is working with people to help them live more nutritious lives. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to link Abby's information below. She's a very relatable registered dietitian to work with and just a relatable Instagram follow in general. You're not going to be inundated with millions of stories about why you need to switch to this, this, and this. You're going to see, at least right now, a mom with her hands full <laughs> living in a house with everybody yes. and showing up when you can, which is what we all kind of you know, need to do. We need to prioritize what's important in these moments, given all the real stressors that are on our plate. Absolutely. So happy Earth Day, Abby. Happy Earth Week, right? I think we celebrate all week. All month. All month. All month. All of April. And all day, every day, no matter what month it is. That's the thing. That's the thing. We can do things every day, but we'll use this time to bring extra awareness. And I think it would be great if we all just kind of left this episode with thinking about one thing that we're going to try to do. So you don't have to make the lifelong commitment, but what's one thing you're going to try to do, whether it's one of Abby's tips or something else. I really like tree-free toilet paper, I just wanted to add. Great. Like has made no impact on my life where I didn't notice it right those are the most fun changes and bringing bags to the grocery store I really love there's the occasional time that I forget and I'm so upset because I actually love my bags they're bigger the handles don't break the people are like oh how many bags did you use and I'm like five bags today and they're like okay you know 10 cents off your purchase <laughs> i know i mean who invented these a the
1: plastic bags B. the paper mm-hmm. bags the paper something bags, yeah. so mediocre that doesn't even live its 12 second lifespan yeah you're so right
2: makes for a great like halloween mask but we're not even using them for masks no. you know cutting out eyes i don't know why my head went there of another way we could use or them or a paper bag don't <laughs> yeah, do that bags. with a plastic bag oh i'm sorry i'm sorry i meant
1: paper bags. Yes. <laughs> Do not, alert, alert, do not put a plastic bag over your head. No.
2: All right, Abby. Thank you for sharing your expertise and um, happy Earth Month. Thanks for having me, loose. Happy Earth Month.
0: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you did it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
2: This is
1: Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health
2: in more ways than you've ever seen.
1: To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthierhappenstogether. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual.
0: Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country.